This is Lou Elizondo, and you are listening to That UFO Podcast. Hi everyone, Andy here, and we have an exclusive for that UFO podcast. You might remember on the 24th of June for those hearings in Brazil, Lou Elizondo was scheduled to appear via video. Now, nothing ever was said about it, but that didn't happen. Um, people who watched the, the five hours plus of the hearings saw that, that Lou didn't appear, and Lou not being on socials, it wasn't addressed by anyone. And speaking to Lou, he has very kindly sent me over a copy of the video, and also the confirmation he did send that to the people organising the hearings in Brazil. Why it was not played or used is currently up for debate and Ronnie Vernet, a Brazilian journalist who was on the podcast, is currently looking into this as well as a few others. Um, Lou did make the video, he sent it over and kindly allowed me to share it with all of you. This is the audio of the video. It's about six and a half minutes long and has Lou addressing what would have been the Brazilian hearing, but also with a, a beautiful little analogy at the end as well. So here you go, folks, an exclusive for that UFO podcast. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and esteemed members of the government of Brazil. I apologize for not being able to make this address in person, and I hope that my appeal is not diminished in any way due to my inability to be with you today in person. My name is Luis Elizondo and I'm a career intelligence officer with the United States government. From 2008 to 2017, I had the privilege to participate in a small but significant program within the Pentagon, focusing on the collection of UFO data. In 2010, I was asked to lead the overall effort, which later became a small footnote to my country's history involving the de dedicated study of this phenomenon. It was during this time that it became very evident to all of us involved in the project that our military was encountering a technology that far exceeded our own capabilities. Furthermore, it was abundantly clear that this technology had the ability to gain access to our controlled airspace and once more perform in ways that was unimaginable and yet verifiable by some of our most sophisticated weapon platforms and data collection techniques. On a regular and routine basis, our military equities were coming face to face with these technologies, perplexing our military eyewitnesses and stymieing our best efforts to understand the unique performance characteristics. Furthermore, of critical concern was the apparent interest this phenomenon has with our nuclear technologies, including power generation, weapon systems, and propulsion. Recently, elected officials in my country have decided the evidence was too overwhelming to ignore and called upon our defense and intelligence communities to participate in a public hearing, of which I suspect many more will follow. The result of the hearing was simple and yet astonishing. One, UFOs are real. Two, UFOs most likely represent a real technology. And three, UFOs are considered a national interest for the United States. Further reinforcing this new priority, is a requirement for our defense and intelligence communities to work with partner nations and allies. Although I applaud this new renewed interest in a historically forbidden area of study, it is with great concern that I worry about any single country having monopoly on the study of what is now considered beyond next generation technology and by default controlling the narrative on this topic. This is precisely the mindset that has relegated this legitimate study of this topic to fringe and pseudoscience for the last 70 years. 
Ladies and gentlemen, today I speak to you not as a former intelligence officer, not as a representative of the U.S. government, and not as a UFO expert. Today, I appeal to you as an ordinary citizen of the world, as your brother, your father, your son. Pleading you take this topic seriously and to do what is necessary, not just for your constituents, but for every person on the planet. Today, you have a rare opportunity that comes only once in a lifetime. Today, I ask you seriously consider the establishment of a Brazilian government-sponsored UFO program that includes scientists and academics. The time has come to remove conspiracy theory and replace it with quantum theory. Remove stigma and replace it with academia. Remove secrecy and replace it with transparency. I ask that Brazil help lead the world in a new millennium of enlightenment and knowledge. I dream that one day Brazil may sit amongst friends, perhaps at the United Nations or perhaps even in San Marino, and help usher in a new era of understanding. Before I close, I'd like to share a little, little personal thought, if I may, with you. You are in a very rare opportunity right now as, as leaders for, for Brazil. Um, times and opportunities like this do not happen very often. In fact, in a, in a one person's lifetime, they, don't, they, they may not happen at all. But as a species, as a species, these paradigm moments for us occur and in fact are a natural part of our species evolution. One may infer the very first time that man came out of the cave and looked into the heavens and realized that the, the shadows that were, were being portrayed on the side of the cave wall were no longer real. That wasn't, that wasn't mankind's reality. And crawling out of the cave for the first time and witnessing the heavens, maybe that was the first fundamental paradigm change for our species. Perhaps the second time was when mankind struck two stones together and created a spark. And that spark then led to fire, and that fire illuminated the darkness for which man was scared at one time. And now man could, could now roam freely in the night, illuminating the darkness. And perhaps the last time mankind came to some sort of paradigm moment like this for our species was when two people were standing on a sandy beach, and one person looks to the other and says, I'm going to sail over that horizon. And of course, the other person said, no, you don't want to do that because you'll fall off the earth. And in fact, there are sea monsters out there. There's giant kraken and they will destroy your ship. And of course, now we look back and we kind of laugh at that. But in reality, it turns out there are sea monsters. It's just that those sea monsters now have names. They're called great white sharks. They're called blue whales. They're called great squid of the Pacific. And, and they're not really sea monsters, are they? They're, they're part of our natural world. They're part of nature. They're part of our, our current paradigm. And so perhaps with this topic, this is yet just another paradigm moment. Perhaps we as a species are standing yet on another sandy beach and we're looking at the horizon one more time and we're about to sail over that horizon together. I would submit to you that that change is a very necessary and very healthy part of our species evolution. And I believe we may be at the precipice yet again of another paradigm moment for our species. In closing, I'd like to thank you for allowing me to speak with you today and thank you truly and humbly for your attention to this most important matter. Again, please forgive me for not being here in person, but I am here with you in spirit. And I, I sincerely hope that, that, uh, that you can do what's necessary to help 
propel this topic forward. Please make no mistake, you are on the right side of history with this conversation. Thank you and God bless.